Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers, and this is Trip's Take. Allow me a few moments to rant about Halloween. And I say rant, Let's give you some background. Um, I used to love Halloween. I used to love going out, getting candy. I mean, I used to go, you know, around the neighborhood. We do it together, neighborhood kids, and I always loved it. But I remember one year, I got together with my buddy Paul Lombardi, and we started trick-or-treating down by his house. He lived about a mile, mile and a half away from my house. And we basically trick-or-treated our way from his house to my house, going through all the neighborhoods. And I ended up with a huge sack of candy. I mean, we used to use um, uh, bed uh, uh, pillowcases. And I had a huge, it was the best Halloween haul I ever had. And went all over the place and had a great time. But as you get older, you, you kind of outgrow Halloween and you don't bother going out and stuff. And then when you are a parent, I mean, you love going out with your child and trick-or-treating, but I would go out and I would walk with my daughter. I mean, that's kind of what the custom has become. You know, parents keep their eye on their kids. Well, there is an even more disturbing trend now because helicopter parents have to drive their kids trick-or-treating and follow them in a car. Now, here's where it gets very, this is where I got upset. On Halloween night, I came home from work around seven o'clock and that's the peak, you know, trick-or-treating time, I get it. And where I live in Savannah, uh, is a residential area. There are some main streets that are wide, but there are a bunch of streets that are very narrow, and basically they're, they're two lanes. There's one in one direction, one in the other direction. And if somebody parks, well, you have to go around, and if cars are coming in both directions, there's some give and take. You let somebody go, and then you go around them, that type of thing. And if, if they're collecting, you know, sanitation, <laughs> oh, you're going to have to wait or wait for them to acknowledge you before you can go around or you're going to be stuck behind the truck. But that's just the way it is. Not, not a very wide, you know, car lane. So I'm trying to get home. And normally I take a side street called Willow, Willow Road. And I take it because you know, it's kind of the most direct route and I don't have to go through the stoplights, that kind of thing. Well, I made the mistake of taking it on Halloween night because the it was lined with cars in both directions, all with their blinkers on, all following their kids. Really? Really? You couldn't park the car on one of the streets that had parking, like Stillwood, mine, and walked with a kid. No, you couldn't do that, could you? No, you had to follow them. And as a result, it took me 20 minutes to get from White Bluff all the way to Stillwood, where I live, because I took this side street, because everybody's there with their cars. I'm like, really? Are, are you kidding me? And I get it. I understand. It's a lot different than when I was young. And parents go out with their kids. But you've got to follow them with a car? Really? You have to follow them with a car? 
What kind of example are you setting by following them with a car and not walking with them? And you kind of wonder why the kids are all overweight and have problems, you know, later in life. It's because you're following them with a car. Get out and walk. Get some exercise. Now, in fairness, there was one person with a handicap license plate on their car. So, all right, I'll give that person a pass. I understand it. But still, you go down the street, you park somewhere. I mean, listen, you're not, your kids are not that far out of your sight. And I, I just, it just amazes me. It just amazes me. And I, now listen, I remember going out with my daughter. And one of the things, my daughter and her friend would always go out in our neighborhood. Then I drive them, I drive her home and I drive her to, you know, her neighborhood and we'd go around there, but I'd park the car and I'd walk around. I mean, come on, got me some exercise. But people who follow their kids in a car, just absolutely ridiculous. And again, I go back to what kind of message are you sending to the kid? You won't get out of your car. It's just as aggravating as these people who drive their cars to the mailbox and <laughs> drive it into their driveway. Really? You can't walk to your mailbox. How, how far of a walk is it? You know, <laughs> what is it? You know, <laughs> the Bataan Death March? <laughs> no. I, I just, that just fries my mind. And again, you wonder why we have a problem with obesity in this country. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Now, the other thing I'll talk about Halloween, and this may be part of this too, is that people sometimes drive to more affluent areas to trick or treat because they can do better in the candy hall. This is also a thing down at the Jersey Shore. And I, I'll, I again, if you're familiar with this, you, you'll understand what I'm talking about, but I'll kind of explain. In Tom's River, New Jersey, they have this Halloween parade, and they've had it for many years. It is one of the biggest Halloween parades in the nation. I mean, they had tons of people come to this Halloween parade. It lasted uh, three, four hours. I used to be in it, and they always stuck us at the end, so we'd sit there and freeze because it was always the coldest night of the year. You know, it was the coldest night, and we were all freezing in the parking lot waiting to go on the Halloween parade. I really was. But it, it was a huge event in Ocean County. So what towns would do in Tom's River and the surrounding towns, they would have trick-or-treat the night before. And so you would go out. And what would happen is if you lived in a town that trick-or-treated on the 31st, well, you'd get in the car, you'd drive your kids to Tom's River, and again, some of the more affluent communities in Tom's River, and you have the kids go trick-or-treat there, and then they'd go in their own town the next night. Oh, yeah. This is, this is no joke. And they would do this. And there's always talk about this because, again, you know, you'd have houses that would see 200, 250 people, you know. And when, again, most neighborhoods, I mean, if you see 100, that's, that's a lot. Of course, if we see anybody come in our house, you know, I mean, we've had like three trick-or-treaters in the last four years where we are. Uh, again, I understand it. And, and, and part of it was we have those lights that go, that, that don't stay on 
and didn't realize we needed to turn them on and how to turn them on. We just opened our door, had a light on, but people weren't coming around and stuff like that. And now, I mean, they have neighborhood maps that show who's trick-or-treating and not. Yeah, I understand. this, But I, I just, I tell that story because, you know, that was something, because my daughter would trick-or-treat in Tom's River, and then on the 31st, she'd go down to my mom and my sisters in Barnegat, and she would trick-or-treat there. And, of course, we trick-or-treated in, in Barnegat on the 31st. And, of course, I also got in trouble one year, believe it or not, because I got a suggestion from somebody. I was running for school board, and I got a suggestion, put stickers on our stuff so that people would know to vote for us because the election was next week. Boy, you could not believe the roasting I got on Facebook. People are like, why are you politicizing it? And I'm sitting there and I'm going, listen, if you don't want it, you don't have to take it. You know, that, that, that's part of it. But it's a way to get the message out. I mean, it, you're, you're really getting that worked up about a piece of candy with a sticker on it? I mean, really? And I'd been given that suggestion, by the way, by somebody who had run for school board before. You know, I just like, I just shook my head. I said, you don't want the candy? Don't, don't take the candy. I don't want to hear it, you know? And if you got a problem, you come up to me. But that's the problem with, with social media today. People can say things. And again, they hide behind names and you don't have to say anything. But yeah, <laughs> Halloween. And ironically, that was the last Halloween I had in New Jersey because I ended up moving before the next Halloween. It was uh, 2017. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm politicized. I'm politicizing a kid's holiday. Right, right, yeah, mm -hmm. okay. That is Trips Day for November the 2nd. Can you believe we're already in November? Ah, oh, Christmas is coming. I'd love to hear your comments and questions about my uh, podcast. All you gotta do is email tripstake at gmail.com. Fantasy football players, we're getting into the home stretch of the fantasy season. And the Fantasy Sultans are here to help you. The Hall of Famer, Mike Sheck, and I, we drop our podcast every Thursday morning. You can find it on Spotify for podcasters and also on YouTube. Just search for the Fantasy Sultans. Like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, hey, tune in to my internet radio station, WTRSradio.com online. Join me again next week for another edition of Trip Takes. For now, I am Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening. Make it a great one.